Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Bill. My name is Chris. There's always a partner now. It's real one of Transformers. Maybe the best Transformers movie ever made. Parker, you are thoughts. I mean, at absolute worst, it's second best. Right, out of yeah. like seven or eight, which is <laughs> yeah. insane because this movie sucks. No one has okay, sex with a okay. Transformer in this one. Before any of you sickos out there pause the episode to watch the movie for context, just know one thing. An hour and 40 minutes into this movie, it is revealed to us that the gorilla robot turns into a regular robot to fight. <laughs> the gorilla robot named Optimus Primal. The, to honor the great Optimus Prime. <laughs> We're getting too deep in the weeds, man. Optimus Primal that has hair. The only reason I agreed to do this was to watch the gorilla robot punch other robots, and I didn't even get that. Alex, did you? <laughs> well, you up. walked in late, so. <laughs> also, Alex, did you see this in uh, IMAX? Of course I did. Okay, just making sure. Hope it was worth it. Dude, Parker, they're so shiny. Parker, before we get into it, uh, do we have any news? You know, we didn't up until we lost dear friend of the show, Tree Williams. Uh, waking up to that text was devastating. Uh, star of such movies such as a lot of bad ones that we love. That's yeah. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Please, you know, uh, I love the pistol. I uh, I saw that and I was like, Treat Williams dies at seventy one. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I was like, from a motorcycle accident. Wait, what? Yeah, dude, motorcycles <laughs> just allowed are to do that in your seventies? No, I mean I know that. Yeah. they've killed everyone but Big Ben. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't know how he keeps looking through this. <laughs> you know what's weird is like he refuses to wear a helmet. Maybe that's the I know. Thing. <laughs> Maybe he just Big should... Ben's like the John McCain of motorcycles, if dude. Guys, it's insane. If you guys are listening to this podcast do not wear a helmet while you're riding a motorcycle this is uh, <laughs> it probably won't help you if you listen to this show also that yeah listen to the show <laughs> while riding a motorcycle but don't wear a helmet because it could like fuck up the audio unsubscribe and resubscribe i think that makes sense because uh, otherwise you end up like Dwayne allman and also treat williams what was treat williams in again anything good no, we're about, uh, we're about to give him a what, twenty-one gun. Rising. What's the What's the Steven Summers movie with the the Cthulhu monster on the cruise ship? He was in that one. I don't think that was Deep Rising. Yeah, me neither. That sounds right. That movie. That movie oh. was sick. One. Are we also gonna do one of these for <laughs> Bumblebee? <laughs> Two. Uh, no, but we're gonna do one for uh, Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out oh, to wow, King Chris, who had, uh, the one doing the some box. ideas. <laughs> he was in a couple movies that I like, or he inspired a few movies that I like. Uh, actually, no, it had something to do with movies. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> apparently, John, so you know, like, his cabin in the woods and stuff? 
Apparently, John Waters used to make uh, birdhouses that were based on that were based on his cap. You know, I thought that was I thought that was like an interesting thing. You're yelling over your own soundboard. Yeah, I know. Just turn it down. No. This is how he wanted to represent it. And another for the Miami Heat, please. It, it would be disrespectful if I... Yeah, well, this is also for... Yeah, me. restart the 21 guns. Yeah. Restart it? Yeah. I yeah. lost count. Where are we at? I had 21 for each of yeah, them. Yeah, you're right. Hang on. Let's try this again. 21 for each. Ladies and gentlemen, it's... We just... Waiting on Parker here. Okay, disrespectful to the dead. It's like kneeling during the anthem, Parker. Exactly. So Just do it on your own time. These men fought for our freedom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hemi Butler and the Miami Heat <laughs> gone down in flames against Nicola uh, J. Uh, Jusic <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> you see that Nicole you, did you see the one with him in like the champagne ball where he shakes it like three times like I want to go back to Serbia <laughs> apparently, dude he, he makes Serbia seem super dope apparently you could be fat as shit and be good at sports he was, sounds sick he, apparently he was like miserable because he still has to go to the parade he just wants to go back to Serbia well anyway congrats Been to there, uh, Nicola J and uh, sad news for Bam Adebayo or whatever because, uh, <laughs> one in this. <laughs> nah. Okay, any, any other news? Uh, one, can one cannonade for every missed three last night. <laughs> All right. See you guys in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Parker, for making me restart that. Any, any other news? Uh, anything so. else going on? Besides, they're like the writer's right. Just, uh, apparently yeah, who cares? Probably. probably. Yeah. A bunch of movies that look like they're going to suck are coming out a year Dude, later yeah. than they were before. After watching. Yeah. <laughs> After watching this, just uh, just let AI write the movies and find it. Well, fuck them. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> fuck them. All right, uh, let's get into our jerks of the week. I'll let you guys go first here. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. Alex, do you want uh, to take I the floor? A, I have a hero of the week. This game. No hero. I, of the week. I have a hero oh, of the week. Tell me yes, uh, my hero. My hero of the week this week is uh, Epic Game Studios, uh, because for the low, low price of 1,200 V-Bucks, you too can play as Bigfoot in Fortnite. <gasps> hang, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Parker's Googling system specs. <laughs> what I got home last night, <laughs> was informed by somebody in my party that Optimus Primal is in Fortnite, and uh, he has a special <laughs> emote where he just beats his chest, which would be really funny to do to grief people. So I go to the shop to see what else is there, and I scroll down. And not only can you get Bigfoot for 1,200 V-Bucks, for an extra 300 V-Bucks, you also get Bigfoot's tent, Bigfoot's beat stick, and a taunt where you can creep walk around the map. Bigfoot's tent. <laughs> Is that just a tree? <laughs> Look, I don't know. It's part of the bundle. I haven't really looked at the other items. But I was like, I need that Bigfoot creep what is, what is I've been the, doing it around my apartment all day. What is the rate of exchange between a dollar and a V-Buck? Uh, I, I know you can get 2,800 V-Bucks for like 20 bucks, but I think that's like a special. Uh, I, it's a roughly $10 to play as Bigfoot. Okay. Deal. Sold. Parker, <laughs> uh, my jerk of the week. Um, 
It's not Conor McGregor, but it's related to the incident that I've watched <laughs> 47 times. The incident? What happened? I didn't hear about this. Oh, this oh, is so good. Dude. So they d- he does a little sketch with the heat mascot, right? And so who he- is called? Hold on, hold on. Who is called? I actually don't remember. I don't I'm know. So sorry. What was the heat mascot called? Wait, is it like Bernie, Bernie or something? <laughs> B-U-R-N-I-E. It's perfect. He's supposed to, like, you know, box him or knock him out or something. So he hits Bernie with a flush one, right? And Bernie just drops, like, a sack of potatoes. And Conor McGregor, whose head is approximately four times bigger than it was last time he fought, does a diving punch onto the mascot. It is the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. He leaves his feet just a wham! Some dude wearing a fucking mascot suit. And my jerk of the week is the fucking training staff member that ran up to the unconscious mascot and waved a towel in his face to try and look him up. A, like, world-famous mixed martial artist knocked out a mascot and they dragged it off the court by his feet. I've watched it 20 times. They just grab his ankles and pull him off the court. Did you, uh... Did you see, uh... (laughs) <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you see uh, Spolster's pregame presser yesterday where they asked him if Bernie was going to be on the injury report for game six? <laughs> <laughs> it fucking crushed me, dude. He hit him so fucking hard. And they just walked up and waved the towel in his face like, Bernie, Bernie, are you okay? As he's lying motionless. <laughs> well, speaking of Bernie... I visited my little dad today, Uh-oh. and uh, before we even got to the bar, we're waiting to cross the crosswalk. There are other people around us, and he brings up, like, the Trump indictment, and I'm like, okay, you know, try and, like, change the subject and shit. And he's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's all political persecution, whatever. I'm like, no, dad, I mean, he obviously did something wrong here. They got him dead to rights. It's a bad thing. You know, we're going back and forth. It's kind of pissing me off. And eventually I lose my patience. I'm like, dad, enough. Jamaican me crazy. And we both <laughs> laughed really hard. And he said he would buy me the latest game, which ties into one of the movies that I watched, 1983's War Games, starring Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy. Uh, you might be wondering, what is the game that they play in war games? It's called Global Thermonuclear War. One of my favorites. Uh, I do love that game. Have you guys uh, seen war games before? A long nah. time ago. Okay, so basically the idea here is... Uh, 1983 is a really important year to like set it as what it is. The computer that Matthew Broderick is using to hack into government databases literally runs on cassette tapes and shit. So this is really, really old shit. He's like, Ali Sheedy asks, what's your computer doing? It's like, it's just dialing random numbers in Sunnyvale. I'm trying to download the latest game because Bernie won't buy me it. And uh, for some reason, the U.S. government has decided that, like, uh, they were running, like, a a literal war game. They're like, what happens if the Soviets do this? Uh, we each have to turn the keys in order to launch a nuke to, you know, get them back because we have to be even. And one of the guys freezes. He doesn't turn the key because he doesn't want to nuke millions of people. And uh, the U.S. government decides, 
That's not good enough. We have to nuke people. Come on. We built these things for a reason. You don't want to let down brave Robert Oppenheimer. So they decided to fire the human beings and stick a computer machine to do it for everyone. All it takes is the president to push the little red button and the machine says, thank you, Dave. And it kills 20 million people. Everyone's happy. So uh, elsewhere in, I think it's in Seattle is it's established where this is. Matthew Broderick, 15 years Home old. Oh, the best karate. Yeah, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Broderick, who uh, still has not killed anyone with his car yet, uh, is a computer hacker. Back when people first understood what computer hacking was. This is before, like, passwords were really required. Uh, he uh, accidentally hacks into the U.S. government's uh, War Games computer that is very eager to nuke Russia. And he almost does it, and uh, he kind of has to, like, solve a logic pro- a logic puzzle to uh, end the whole thing. It, basically, I'm going to give it away in case you haven't uh, seen War Games yet. He forces the computer to play tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and uh, tic-tac-toe is, uh, most of the time, you can't actually win tic-tac-toe because most people know how to prevent a winning scenario. And so the, the, the computer realizes at the end that the Cold War, much like tic-tac-toe, is a game where the only way you can win is by not playing at all. I'd like to take some time here to say that uh, this is a lot like posting. Let's say that you're a member of a Discord, and some of the guys like to razz you about some dumb shit that you've said in the past. Perhaps about (laughs) a trailer that has given away a lot in the past. (laughs) Or perhaps about your team having no luck at all. You could post about this if you want. However, I have a feeling it's not going to work out in your favor. It's just going to make yourself look like more of an asshole with every single post. Chris, I I take issue with this analogy because that implies there are no winners in this scenario. And in this scenario, there are nothing but winners except for one guy. Dude, I couldn't stop thinking about the whole time. I was like, just shut up! Like, you know, I, I... I do have some degree of empathy for anybody that feels like their words are being misrepresented on the internet, because when it actually happens to you, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, A, that wasn't happening here. Yeah. And B, if your defense is, oh, so just because Mahomes broke the Madden curse, we can't joke about it anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for correcting the record. You should be. <laughs> Fucking Every time weird. you just respond to the joke and just see so-and-so is typing. It's like, just <laughs> you're a 40. Please stop. No one cares. He got mad at Josh because Josh forgot like how he became a fan of it, too. It's like, well, I guess you're drinking so much you don't even remember the fucking lore. It's like, no one knows anything about you. You never <laughs> post your face. We don't, even, we don't even know what your name is. Yeah, everyone else has their name on here. We don't know you. <laughs> I don't know what state you live in or why you're a fan of two teams. And he, whatever you call him, it's like, oh, learn that. Don't care. Is that what we're talking about? What else did I watch? <laughs> well, I finished uh, watching every single episode of the Looney Tunes, well, episode, short, of the Looney Tunes ever made, which uh, didn't take that long because I'd already seen most of them. And uh, the shorts are like six to eight minutes long, so actually kind of easy to get through. Uh, I will say there's a misnomer. A lot of people consider the classic era between uh, 1933 and 1969. Ignore those people. It goes 33 to 59. Everything in the 1960s is god-awful. And ordinarily it's I already told you that. 
Dude, let me tell you something. Something happened with uh, the Looney Tunes in the 1960s. I guess maybe Chuck Jones quit or something. Uh, it, it changed company. There was like a different open. You guys watch like Looney Tunes on TV, right? Uh, every once in a while they play like uh, the opening theme song. And you know the weird one with like the purple and the orange and the theme song sounds like distorted or whatever? That's from the 1960s. And I don't know what happened there, but it doesn't even like look good. That's like the one thing that Looney Tunes had going for is that it looked really good. The writing's really bad. It looks like like sub Rocky and Bullwinkle level animation. It's really really awful. Uh, but there's some great stuff in there. Obviously, uh, you know, the Daffy Duck, uh, Pugs Bunny stuff is uh, the best stuff. Obvi- also, Road Runner is always good. Anyway, I'm interested in some of the backstory of the Looney Tunes, but only in one specific area: Termite Terrace, which is where they gather the original talents that created the best Looney Tunes. Chuck Jones, Tex Avery, uh, Bob Clampett, Frizz Freeling, these giants in animation. I'm interested in them. Good news. There is a documentary about this called Bugs Bunny Superstar. Better news. It's narrated by Orson Welles. Oh, goodness. What could possibly go wrong? This has the most blackface of any movie I've seen since The Jazz Singer. I there wasn't that much in the jazz singer either of them here's the thing a lot of blackface <laughs> in this movie uh, also uh, the movie is 90 minutes long and 30 minutes of that are just showing old Looney Tunes shorts you might think to yourself oh that's a good thing and indeed it is but the stuff where they're talking about termite terrors a lot of it is just like 8 millimeter footage that someone was taking of them acting like goofballs in there the whole thing is hosted by, uh, well, like I said, it's narrated by what? Do they just like are they just like hanging out in like family movies doing blackface? Uh, no, actually, so what? It, so it's hosted by Bob Clampett, who some people consider the greatest cartoonist of all time. I don't, but we'll get into that in a bit. He said we used to hang out at Termite Terrace on the Warner's line, and people would poke their heads in to see how cartoons were made. We got to see Al Jolson put on his makeup, and then it shows Al Jolson just putting on blackface, <laughs> and literally just singing the—he's singing the Mammy song, and uh, which I think is actually just called Mammy. I think it's on my workout playlist. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, hold, on. hold on, I need a minute with that. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. I'm about to hit my target heart rate, boys. <laughs> I'm in a fat burning zone. <laughs> I'm, uh, not, you know what? I'm letting it go. Let it go. Anyway, I'm above this. Anyway, uh, the other the other scene with blackface in it is uh, they were talking about the World War II like propaganda, the stuff they did for the troops. One of which has uh, Bugs Bunny putting on blackface. In the 1940s, I thought that that was kind were, were of Were we even fighting game. against them? We gotta no. give the boys a show. <laughs> I Can you imagine being like one of the black dudes is like, yeah, we're gonna fight the Nazis. Then you see books when they put on blackface. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. You get them Nazis, bugs. Yeah, so a lot of Right after is, Porky Pig's yeah. world-famous ping-pong ball trick. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out this, this movie actually has a fair amount of controversy. And for two reasons, one you don't actually need a documentary about the Looney Tunes. You can watch a handful of episodes of the Looney Tunes and it's immediately apparent who's popular, what became popular, how it became popular, uh, how stuff changed over time. It's obvious just by looking at it. You kind of get it. And Looney Tunes is kind of special that way. It is American treasure in that sense. 
but what you don't know is about termite terrors. I, I was really interested. I was like, I want to see, like, why did it come about like this? You know, more information along those lines. Instead, it's just Bob Clamp being like, we thought that Porky Pig would look a little bit better if we slimmed him down a bit. But no one knows he never wore pants. And it's, you don't learn anything. The controversy comes with Chuck Jones. Everyone knows Chuck Jones. He directed the most famous of the Looney Tunes. Apparently, he did not like Bob Clampett. He didn't participate in this short or in this uh, documentary, and he was so pissed off at the way that Bob Clampett uh, claimed credit for everything to do with the Looney Tunes that <laughs> this is going to sound really nerdy. Uh, another Bugs Bunny movie was made called the Bugs Bunny slash Roadrunner movie. Uh, I guess it was just another compilation of uh, Bugs Bunny shorts. And uh, at one point, Bugs Bunny says, I've had a lot of fathers, a lot of dads, my little dad, Bernie, but also my big dads, Chuck Jones and Frizz Freeling. And they specifically uh, do not mention Bob Clampett. This was a diss back in the day. And uh, I, I don't know who deserves more credit. If you actually look up who created Bugs Bunny, there's a lot of debate. You know, it could be uh, Ben Bugs Hardaway. I, who knows? As far as I'm concerned, it's not really important. I don't really confer a lot of importance to Bugs Bunny Superstar. I think the where you're going to get your money's worth is with the Bugs Bunny shorts and the the one uh, the the one Foghorn Leghorn short. I I have a soft spot for Foghorn Leghorn. It's it reminds me of the way uh, my brother and I used to coach. Just just say it uh, as like boy smart, but he don't listen. I I always imagine like Parker's dad talks like this, and uh, that does a lot for me. Anyway. So much for Bugs Bunny Superstar from 1975. My fault for watching a movie from the 1970s. So I've watched. Could have led with that. Yeah. So much <laughs> for. Uh, I also watched the Transformers: Rise of the Beast, but that same day I watched another movie at the Alamo. This is called Bloodsport. It stars Jean Claude Van Damme. Also, Forrest Whitaker is in this. I don't know. This is my first time seeing Bloodsport. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Uh, and I, I was like, sworn we did this. No, actually, we we did not do this one. And oh, I uh, decided, hey, let's pop the cherry, watch it at the Alamo. I didn't realize that it was going to look like how do I put it? It, it has the the film stock has the quality of a Dawn the Dragon Wilson movie. And uh, if he had shown up, you had a different thing going at the Kumite. Can I just talk about a Kumite real quick? You guys want to go to a Kumite? <laughs> you guys? Yes, more <laughs> than anything. Uh, let me talk about someone else, Parker. Parker, Parker. Uh huh. Park. Okay. Uh huh. Good. Yes. Looking at you. Shake me. You've been, <laughs> you've mentioned in the past about Hawaiian shirts that you either need to gain thirty pounds or lose ten oh, pounds yeah. to be a Hawaiian shirt guy. Uh, may have those numbers reversed. I want to make something clear. <laughs> if you gain yeah. enough weight to look like Jackson in this movie, <gasps> you are good. <laughs> All right. That is my ideal for you with that beard and your hair. Just fucking go for that just be Jackson just wear Harley Davidson shit <laughs> and talk the way that he does I we are going to turn you into this show's mascot well, more so than you already are <laughs> I'm ready to start a good uh, guy to be drinking milkshakes every day going up two shirt sizes and getting some Tommy Bahamas I he is genuinely oh. one of my favorite characters in any movie I have ever seen I <laughs> was so laughing cool. hysterically <laughs> There got a guy a, that looks like the guy from Ernie's Juice Bar and Power Rangers accompanying him to the Kumite. It's so sick. <laughs> what a good movie. One of my favorite things is I was going through the uh, IMD. I'll tell you this. I didn't need this. 
Frank Dukes is a fucking liar. He never did any Hell of this yeah, shit. Hell yeah, he is, dude. <laughs> He's also my hero of the week for being a fucking liar and just going to Hollywood and just saying, yeah, I did all this shit. I owed the record for most knockouts in a row with 59. It's <laughs> a lot of knockouts. Fun fact, one of the guys that competed in the UFC 1 got picked because he just beat the shit out of Frank Dukes at some karate tournament thing <laughs> where he just kept shock. bragging about being in the kumite and the guy just beat the shit out of him. It was so cool. I also like that apparently uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme said the hardest training he was ever put through was the training that Frank Dukes put him through. Can you imagine being paid to make like this this all-world martial artist just do the most impossible, dumbass, worthless shit for your movie? You'd be like, no, you have to play me. You don't know what I went through down in the fighting pits of Hong Kong. And that's how CrossFit was invented. Exactly. By the way, that's actually when the movie starts to look good. It's the second act where you're going through like the narrow uh, uh, hallways uh, that lead to the Kumite. That's when the movie has like a visual style and it's going for something. I like that shit. That's great. The joke that everyone makes about Bloodsport is like, oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme does the splits a lot. Yeah, everyone's made that joke, so I'm not even going to harp on it. What I would like to harp on is young Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's doing the same accent. It is one of the funniest. My theater was cracking up. The kid couldn't get a syllable out without everyone laughing at it. Uh, it I don't know if that was the kid's real accent or he was just trying to do an impression of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it's very, very funny. Also, yes, we laughed at the ass shot. What are you going to do? Of course. Um, How can you not? Also, and I know we have addressed this every single time we've watched one of his movies, but uh, who's the guy who played Chong Li, the really big Chinese guy? He's in everything. Bolo. Bolo Young. Yeah, Yeah, Bolo Young. There it is. Can we, we have not talked about, and I know we have talked about it, but we haven't talked about the bigness of Bolo Young. It just, Dude, he's so he's big. so, so fucking big. He's bigger than Ames was in Fast X. <laughs> Ames is really big, yeah, too, so that's like something. He's the Chinese Jack Ryan, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my oh my God. Can we get can we get that? Dude, can we, I, can we is make, he still alive? Can we make Reacher for the Chinese audience? Parker, Bolo you're the Bolo Young. Young expert. Is he still alive? Is he still kicking? I mean, I'm about to find out. Bolo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sure hope. So. I, I I really like, by the way, the first match where Jackson uh, just he he literally does no martial arts throughout the movie. He just picks up a guy by the dick and throws him out of the ring, and he's bleeding like copiously from his forehead. And he points at Bully and says, "Oh, are you? Are you?" Oh. And Bully Young, who I don't think was acting in the scene, just goes, "What? What the? F- what? Why? Why, why uh, me? Why is he pointing at me?" <laughs> Good news, bad news, Chris. Uh, uh, the good news is that Bolo Young is still alive. The bad news is that he is no longer big. I cannot imagine a small Bolo Young. <laughs> it's unsettling, and I wish I didn't see it. No, I don't want to look at this. All right, I'm going to pretend so he didn't say that. list is Bolo Young, bodybuilder. Yeah. Not martial artist, not actor, just bodybuilder. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, uh, the hardest I laughed at Bloodsport was the end uh, credit screen that said, based on a true story. Well, yeah, fucking come on. <laughs> it is, is Bloodsport the ultimate white guy karate movie? Because I think it's got to be on the Mount Rushmore, right? I That might be I, selling it short. It's, it's off there. Top three. It's, it's top three. It's, it's, it's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I think the one where Julia Roberts' brother is to gets fired from the factory and has to compete in karate to make money for his kid is slightly more white guy coded, but it's very close. I mean, obviously no retreat, no surrenders on there just because, you know, bad guy karate is great. 
Um, and then uh, wild cards. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what'd you watch? Uh, don't have a ton to talk about this week. Uh, revisited Royal Tenenbaums for the first time in, I don't know, 12 years. Uh, still not sure any movie has ever utilized music better than that. I, I It's my favorite Wes Anderson. I was going to ask if it was that I wasn't going to like it as much. Yes, it's still my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to sound condescending towards Wes Anderson movies which I don't mean because I like them but it's nice that this movie's actually about something uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of the times his movies are I won't I don't want to say artistic for the sake of being artistic but there's an element where like you'll get scenes that it's like all right what are we doing here and uh, I feel like Royal Ten bombs doesn't have any of those. And I really appreciate that. I have been thinking about that, actually, in regards to Wes Anderson, in which uh, there, there was an interview with uh, Quentin Tarantino where he was talking about Reservoir Dogs, and he was wondering, what is the subtext of the scene? And he realized that in Reservoir Dogs, it was a father-son story. And Royal Tenenbaums has that. But you know what doesn't have that? Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I love Yeah. And I was thinking, it was, what is another uh, Wes Anderson movie that has something like that? And I realized it's my favorite Wes Anderson movie, Rushmore has that. Yes, and Rushmore has that too. I, I, and that's the only other one, I think. Yeah, I, that might be true. And fair criticism, totally fair. He is still probably my favorite working director, him and Park Chan Wook. So I, yeah, I'm going to be first in line for Asteroid City. So Is that this weekend? No. It's uh, close, isn't it? There was, a, there was an advanced showing uh, yesterday, actually. I didn't go for that. I think my ticket is for the. Uh, I think it's. Is it this weekend? I don't know. I I have a, I, 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 did, I did buy my tickets for it, so I'll be seeing that. Uh, actually, by the way, speaking of like buying my tickets in advance, I've made the, the executive decision. I haven't been to an IMAX theater in a while. I'm going to be seeing Oppenheimer in IMAX. I want to get fucking nuked. Oh, one one thousand percent. Yeah, like, exactly. If, if that's the closest one for you, let me know. Cause that's I, where I normally go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out on uh, Thursday. It's like opening June sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, really. Sure. Right. I guess so. Hey, I, I'm getting I with the with the Alamo. I reserved it so far advanced that I get a lunchbox and a thermos. Hell yeah! Yeah, I love getting that's normal. <laughs> we'll put a tuna sandwich in there. Uh, anything else you watch? Uh, no, I finished the uh, <laughs> I finished the nine hour YouTube video on the uh, conspiracy theory iceberg. Oh hell yeah! Which uh, man. <laughs> There are some dope conspiracies out there for morons. Absolutely. I, uh, it made me think a lot about how much it bums me out that being a conspiracy theory crank has become so politicized. Thank because you. I really miss the days you. when you could just like have some guy talk to you completely non-ideologically about the fucking Bigfoots in Vietnam that threw rocks at the troops. Like, I... I we need to go back. We need to depolarize being a crank. We need cranks of all sorts. We need cranks that don't care about politics. We need all of our cranks back. It is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I want to read about conspiracy theories, I want to hear about giants being alive in Afghanistan. I want to hear about them body swapping celebrities. I don't want to hear about the Jews underlined three right, times. Yeah. Because that's what it always goes back to. It's like, no, I want like. What's out there? What? Oh, more Jews out there? Okay, well, you know that's this the is thing a good is talk about the politicization nowadays. Like the QAnon stuff, it's all right wing coded, you know. 
But it used to be like a fair amount of left wingers saying like, "Oh, Bush blew up the World Trade Center and stuff." Like yeah, that. I mean, this is like what the fucking like like all the the reformed hippies were just like weirdo right. new age conspiracy theorists, and now like those people are just gone. It's like, anyway, that's all it is. It really is. It's just racism and like the great replacements like no i wanted to talk about skinwalker ranch what what do you no no please no obviously yeah yeah let's talk about hollow earth some more what's wrong with you please oh oh, wait you're gonna gonna tell me they're they're the ones that are guarding hollow earth oh okay all right i'm gonna go drink some man they seem to be everywhere oh exactly oh damn i walked into that trap didn't i well (laughs) can't wait to see you at work every day yeah not anymore Wait, that's a uh, that's a conspiracy theory. So are they gonna have fun working at Target? <laughs> oh, God. Right Boy, did I dodge you. a bullet by a couple weeks? Holy <laughs> guacamole! Because <laughs> I would have gotten myself fired in a hurry. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you boys have been checked out for like four years. I would have. It would not have gone well. Right. Yes. Wow. Uh, Parker, what'd you watch? How... Well, real quick, how's the succession watch going? Is she a Greg head yet? Uh, not yet. We're working on it. Oh, thank you. Please. Uh, she she has a uh, she has a new favorite character. Oh. Kendall on drugs. Fair. Uh, which is the correct answer. I yeah, like the I, I like the idea. We say Kendall on drugs like there is a hyphen between every single word. Well, uh, he's not British, so no. But um, uh, no, it's it's really the one and only piece of media in media history where the only correct response is like, yeah, this character should be a drug addict. Like this this character when he's sober fucking sucks, and when he's on drugs, he's the coolest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. This is like a PSA for doing meth. Well. Yeah. (laughs) If you really suck, if you suck as much as Kendall Roy, just do drugs. Just all of them. Just have all of the drugs. When you're that rich, like, yeah, fuck it. Okay, let's talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Just to just to one more point on that. (laughs) I had completely forgotten that the reason he relapses is because his dad leaked to the press that he was doing drugs, which is hilarious. (laughs) He just does drugs again. (laughs) I'll show him. And sends Greg out to buy cocaine from people at the park. <laughs> just, just the, the only thing him saying to Greg that entire episode is ketamine. Works so well. <laughs> oh, man. Greg is like, Kendall, man, hey, man, you want a water? You want to, you know, like, one wine, one water? That's what I'm saying for the night. He just grabs it by the shoulders and goes, Greg, ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drugs well, awesome. I didn't have ketamine, but uh, we hung out. We'll talk about Spider-Verse in a bit, because, man. But after that, we went back to a friend's place. We all had a bunch of food, started drinking, and the discussion comes up, like, what should we watch? Like, oh, Renfield's on streaming. Should we watch that? Uh, let's see what's on HBO. And then that turned into, like, three hours of watching Ghost Adventures, which is... <laughs> Hell yes, dude. Dude, easily. every time, every time we open the app and I see Zach Baggins, I have to be like, no, I have to walk out of the room. <laughs> like, that is, if I put this on, she's just gonna leave the house. That happened the next morning. We went to put it back on, they are like, hey, how about something else, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Ghost Adventures, really drunk. Um, 
they have a special series on there called Top Ten, so we watched the Top Ten Possessions episode, and that was pretty good. <laughs> we watched a special uh, two-part episode about them staying in some haunted place where, like, all this shit happens night one, they're like, alright guys, we're going back in for night two, and then you pause it, and there's like 15 minutes left, because they got scared and left. It's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. They keep interviewing this one guy where every time he uh, tells his story about what happened, he just starts crying. <laughs> It's every time he's on camera, he just starts weeping, remembering the ghost that haunted him in this prison. Wow, I can't believe they managed to get David Wilson for this. <laughs> oh shit, that's right, it's a juvenile prison. So the whole time they're talking about these evil malevolent spirits, and you're like, it's just like some 16-year-old who got arrested for pickpocketing, haunting these grown men. It's really good. Uh, I love Ghost Adventures. But also, after three episodes, you have to watch anything else. Because it's the <laughs> exact same thing every single time. But, uh, I just can't help myself. Okay, let's talk about Spider-Verse, which is... Please do. One, one of the best movies I've ever seen all time, all my life. Uh, so it's just gonna ruin animation for me forever, huh? Yep. That's, uh, that's gonna be a real problem going forward. Same, but I don't expect movies. anything to... I don't expect anything to look like this, but, uh... I don't know. When I inevitably get dragged to watch uh, Super Mario Brothers once it's on streaming, uh, my patience is going to be significantly lower than it already was. Because, like, what do you what do you do from here? Because I know everyone's going to watch this. You know, all those corporate big wigs, the ones who really make the decisions, right? You like conspiracies. Uh, the <laughs> lesson they're going to take from this is, damn. We should do a multiverse. And that's all that they're going to take from this. Yeah. Nothing about the visual style, anything whatsoever. It's just going to be, I don't know, what IPs do we have? What What if they all met each other? Well, the thing and is... And it's really going to suck. That's the thing is, like, I was thinking about the multiverse movies I've seen, and uh, I guess there's only a few. I Obviously, everything, every world at once counts. But I guess uh, Space Jam A New Legacy also does. Oh, hell yeah, dude. See, does, does the movie we watched for this episode count because of the ending? I uh, yes, yeah, but who knows. I, well, then again, don't, don't uh, the the ones in the dark universe, don't they count too? Obviously. So well, here's the thing. Well, that's when a uni- second one of those ever comes out. <laughs> what? When, you, I thought you just watched Renfield, dude. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Ghost Adventures won out, as it turns oh, out. Thank God. As it should. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's my thing. I've, I've talked before about movies that are going to take the right lessons. From Spider-Verse. The first one that comes to my mind is uh, the new Puss in Boots movie, The Last Wish. That has a lot of action scenes that visually, you can tell, took some lessons from Spider-Verse. Whoever was animating it watched Spider-Verse and said, oh, I'm going to incorporate that. And it helps that movie visually in a lot of ways. And I like that. And the one that, it only has a trailer out right now, and I have to admit, I don't want to see this, is the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. I don't know what they're calling it. Uh, but visually, I can see a lot of uh, the lines in there. It looks a lot like what they were trying to do with uh, Spider-Verse, but I'm not really like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guy, and the voices were kind of annoying. And when your trailer opens with, from adult child Seth Rogen, I kind of check out, you know? It could be about anything. So... I don't, I don't know if... Uh, it, actually, Parker, you do bring up a good point. I have a feeling that Studio Exceptions are just going to be like, yeah, multiverses, that's what people like, instead of looking at, like, no, this still is a good story, you connect with the characters, and it is visually uh, fascinating. I don't know if people are going to recognize the hard stuff in there, you know? Guys, I got some bad news for you. 
the uh, the moment where all studios decided to do multiverse movies was already like three years ago. Like I know, uh, this, this gonna, movie is not going to have any effect on that. It's going to keep on going because it's going to keep making a grillion dollars. Exactly. Yeah, let's be- let's uh, let's let's see if the flash bombs are not first. I think that you know. I mean, that universe is dead anyways. So. They literally can't afford to not release it. That doesn't count. You know, I, <laughs> they made that movie like four times now. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if that movie makes money, like that stupid movie that nobody wants, then they're going to do more multiverse stuff. That's the kind of thing. It's like, oh, this is foolproof. I, well, I, I, I don't know, I, man. That, that clip that's on Twitter looks really good with that battle against Zod. It looks oh, really geez. visually dynamic. Yeah, can't wait for you to tell us about with it. Supergirl no. screaming at me the whole time. I will not, unless my friend goes, hey, are you busy this weekend? In which, in which case, case I you have no it. choice but to drink some voodoo. Why would I not? If, if I'm invited to go to the Alamo, I simply will do it. Also true, I'm, yeah. I'm a fool. Yeah. You I'm, know, I, I'm kind of going back and forth on The Flash, too, because I really dislike Ezra Miller. In case you forgot what Ezra Miller did, go to their Wikipedia and read all about their... Crimes. I feel like he doesn't deserve gender. Once you kidnap a minor at twelve years old, you don't get like. All right, that. look, yeah, but like two thirds of those crimes are just like throwing bar stools at people, and that's dope. So I think it kind of washes out. There's also like theft <laughs> and shit, and also I don't know how many bar stools do you have to throw to wipe out kidnapping a child? Yeah. <laughs> well, now we know. Well, I, I don't know. Anyway, shit pisses Mr. me off. Mr. Owl, and then everyone said was like, "No, no, he's really good." In this one, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know, just the hurling a barstool like a lion tamer, just to zoom out to someone with an abacus, like, we're all good. That's clear. The, the fundamental problem that I have with Ezra Miller has nothing to do with their crime spree and everything to do with the fact that their face looks like home plate. That too, and uh, yeah, they yeah, also they have, like a Ezra kid Miller. actor to do like kid Ezra Miller there, and the whole time you're looking like, oh, more of that. I, maybe, Uh-oh. maybe, okay, I'll say, maybe it's because it reminds me of those, uh, what the Dumbledore movies we watched? Secret of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them, that's right. Oh, yeah. He was a bad I, wizard. I hey. actually don't know of anything else that I've ever seen Ezra Miller in, other than those. So. <laughs> yeah, they were in that, and, uh... Well, you know, I was gonna well, say... I can't claim I was that gonna, I, I was gonna say, yeah, the... Justice, like when you slept through all of the scenes. <laughs> so that sure did. The pro move of the century. <laughs> woke up, waking up, up the, five the bad guy's before the name. end of that movie. <laughs> no, he woke up, heard the bad guy's name was Steppenwolf, and immediately fell asleep on my shoulder. Aww. <laughs> so beautiful. Can't move. I don't want to wake him up. I don't want him to see. <laughs> uh, big shout out to uh, Spider Verse ending. Black screen to be continued, and the child up front is going, "Oh man, that kid was fucking pissed." I'm sorry, I was so loud. Same kid, it really broke the tension in the room there. Uh, Parker, did you have a favorite part of Across the Spider Verse? Oh man, it's tough to pick one. I will say there are several. I just a lot of my favorite parts are just reasons why this movie is so fucking good because of the creative hands involved. Because like the Lego thing. It's what, 60 seconds at most? Mm-hmm. In any other movie, that's like the third main character, and it right, makes yeah. you want to die halfway through it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Because there were just a lot of specific little moments that made me very happy. 
specifically uh, realizing that J.K. Simmons is just J. Jonah Jameson in every single universe for some reason. <laughs> well, he ought to be. <laughs> like, who's going to uh, top that? <laughs> uh, big fan of the uh, Todd McFarlane-ass Ben Riley Spider-Man. That was- <laughs> really like him. <laughs> big fan of him and the way he looks and moves. Um... How about the the color scheme and Gwen Stacy's thing in the opening bit? Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, they really put a lot of. You can There's see like literally a, every frame. The effort is on display. Never been a moment in my life where I was like, man, I should go read a Spider Gwen comic. But yeah. I'll tell you, it got pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, right. the feeling passed, but still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie with half of the style would give you such a fucking migraine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, obviously the best scene is the fucking Spider-Man chase because well, yeah. it's so good. It's I I have to admit, visually exciting to watch. Even when you know um, what's Peter coming, Peter Park's car the... is yeah, such Peter Park's car is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what fucked me up is I saw this at the Elmo with the pre-show. Apparently, Peter Park's car was an actual thing in the comics at one point. <laughs> so sad. that's unfortunate. Doesn't ruin it for I, me. Still I, funny. I correct doesn't ruin it, but it takes a little bit of the shine off the it, knowing that uh, comics were able to do something funny once ever right, in their exactly, hundred years of yeah. existing. I I, I I gotta admit, even though it was coming, the scene where all the Spider Men point at each other was very very funny. They were able to play that in a comedic way. A uh, big fan of them just kind of like mentioning, like, wait, is the Spider Man twenty ninety nine? Did they say vampire? And then it's just never spoken of again. Like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck was that, guys? <laughs> I mean. I keep thinking about the Spider-Man chase, which uh, yeah, I guess that's the obvious answer yeah, to what's yeah, my the, favorite part. The climax, and of then the movie. and then thinking about uh, me during the climax of Transformers, like just literally disassociating, <laughs> just like having to snap back, like oh yeah, right, they're okay, yeah, the, the grill is back, like just full out staring at the screen and registering nothing in comparison. See, that's that's the thing is you mentioned that Across the Spider-Verse kind of ruins animation because everything you watch after it isn't as, it's kind of like the the Top Gun thing. Don't watch another movie right after you watch Top Gun cuz it's just not going to be as cool as that. Across the Spider-Verse is so good that I think it applies I think it's the Top Gun thing. I think I think you can't watch a movie right after it cuz it's just not going to be as good. I had to delay watching War Games as a result. War Games is a pretty good movie, but if I had watched it right after Across the Spider-Verse, I would have been, like, on my phone looking up Across the Spider-Verse, because it's more important than War Games is, you know. Let me tell you, I watched them in back-to-back days, and it did not do Transformers no, any favors. So, let, yeah. me, let me tell you that much. It did not help its case. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, I went in knowing it was a, a two-part thing. Uh, good luck, man. <laughs> this movie's really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, please stick the landing. I but, I, I, mean, I think I, I trust this team. Well, yeah. I mean, just remember, even if they fuck it up, people still think Return of the Jedi is good. So that is uh, fair. What are you gonna do? That is half a good movie. I, we, I know at least one person who thinks the Last Jedi is good. We've had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> at length. <laughs> I will not speak on it again. Well, <laughs> you uh, just keep making stuff up and saying that I'm saying it. Gasly, <laughs> you, you. <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the logs. The lore state. Okay, let's enough. Let's get. I don't even like talking about him. It's Tim. He's, I love he's, talking he's, about him. I he's love fucking retard. He's, he's like TM. I don't even respond to TM anymore. Just pretend. But also, like, if we didn't have like dipshits like that around, we just turn on each other all right, the time, exactly. like the old days. Yeah, no, then, like we used to do daily. Then we would. Hey, I like this movie. 
I didn't like it that much. That's because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, yeah, shit, okay. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Uh, we watched Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, this is this is the video that Florida teachers want to show your kids. And Ron DeSantis is trying to protect our kids from this. They, they, they think that... Our kids can transform into robots before they're 18 years old, and they want automobile affirming care. Ron has never been raised. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling into a Target, just tearing all the Transformer shirts on down and screaming at someone getting detained. Look at him go, folks. (laughs) I there there was like there was like a 20 minute part in the middle of this movie when I was really bored, and I was thinking about the response would this be if they made Optimus Prime an EV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> looks like we have another thing to boycott <laughs> can't even have an open container Bud Light in my feed dump truck <laughs> All you right. guys know what my favorite genre of movie is we have to go find something but guys check this out what if that something was split in half <laughs> we get an even longer adventure to go find I, uh... thing. I thought you were going to say period pieces, because I, hey, did you know this movie takes place in the early 90s? Uh, uh, Eagle-eyed no viewers will... makes that clear. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy here in 1994, <laughs> listening to the Wu-Tang Clan in New York City? I'm, I'm your friend. Game Boy. Actually, believe it or not, the Game Boy was what kind of took me out of the movie. He's like, I can't beat Bowser. I'm like, well, Bowser wasn't in Super Mario Land, and he wasn't in Super Mario Land 2, or Super Mario Land 3, or Mario Land 2, so clearly he's playing Yoshi's Cookie. No, no, no. He's playing six golden coins, dude. 100%. Bowser wasn't in there, so. Yes, he was. Bowser was not in six golden coins. That was Wario. Oh, somebody never beat six golden coins. I beat six golden coins. Hang on, six golden coins. We 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 have to stop. This. All right, I'll stop gaslighting, Chris. No, all right, you can't <laughs> do the, you, you can't what fucking do fuck? your red hairy shit to me, young man. That was so unnecessary. Unfucking real. Let's get to the plot of this. The home world. I dare you. The, no, the home world of the Maximals. They're an advanced race of Cybertronians. They have beast mode. Okay, they come under attack from the Planetian God Unicron. We've talked about it before. So he has some heralds. They're called the Terrorcons. Not like Terror. Hey, you kids like know what Galactus is? But yeah. Well, here's the thing. They're the Terrorcons, and they have an army of Predacon. <laughs> he has an army of Predacon scorpions. It's not funny. It's really scary. And they're led by Scourge, who's voiced by the midget from uh, the. Game of Thrones, uh, they're trying to get the ultimate piece of technology, the transwarp key, which can turn boys into girls and girls into boys, and Ron DeSantis is trying to ban it. So uh, the maximal leader, his name is Apelink. He's a gorilla. He has hair, and he's a <laughs> with robot. With a Q. Apelink with a Q. Apelink with a Q. He, uh, he actually sacrifices himself to save the other maximals. From the Terracons and Predacon Scorpions and Unicron as a result of all this. And then Alex walks into the theater. Correct. So, I geez. completely missed all right. this. This is the first like, yeah. two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Who's your favorite Predacon? Mine's probably EDP 445. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you reminded me about the scorpions because, uh, as I'm sure we'll get to, why does this movie have jump scares? <laughs> that was my. <laughs> yeah, this movie turns into a horror movie at some point. It's going to be on the list. Oh, well, that's why I, you like it. 
I, so I was not prepared for that after having two gummies before walking into the theater. <laughs> like, what the fuck? These are terrifying. <laughs> that whole fucking museum piece, I knew that like someone's going to be like, yeah, this is scarier than X. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I assume everything oh, Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this whole thing takes place in 1994 in Brooklyn. Donets, baby. Love Donets. And, You're my uh, friend, 1994 D's, and we have to go steal this car <laughs> in 1994. A really long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's uh, 19- And then we met the Maximals. You probably didn't hear about it. Yeah. Because they don't show up in any other movie. Actually, Parker, fair question here. Uh, I guess, Prologue, did you watch uh, Bumblebee, the standalone Bumblebee movie? Did you see that? I don't remember any of it. Uh, apparently, millennials are calling it the next on the waterfront. I don't know. Uh, People like that, right? Uh, yeah. So, I remember enjoying it. I just remember nothing. Well, here's the thing. I, I have to ask you, did this need to take place in 1994? Because I feel like you could just sit at any old time to be fine, right? This is like the fourth origin story I've seen for half of these Transformers. I know. I was going to say. the same cinematic uh, universe. Yeah. Be- I, I, cannot, I cannot believe I'm doing this, but allow me to defend the choice. That's comfort food for all the parents of 10-year-olds that had to take their kids to this movie. See, I was going to go I, in a different I'm, direction. I'm, I'm very fine with that. I, I thought this was just going to be nostalgia. It'd be like, okay, you grew up with Transformers. Remember 1994? Remember the Game Boy? Like, come on. I, I think that's what they were going for, maybe. Actually, but the whole time I was watching, I didn't even think of that. The whole time I was watching, it's just yeah. really like, is this a prequel to a movie I didn't see? I just, it feels like... Maybe. It's kind of yeah. there, but it's not in focus. Yeah. So, like, it's like, oh, you know, if... If you know what the Game Boy is, you go, oh, it's a Game Boy. But, like, it's not really, like, you know, the Game Boy isn't how he's communicating with the robot in the movie. You know, that would be what that kind of movie would do. I thought it kind of stayed out of the way just barely enough. Right. Like, 5% more, and this would have driven me insane. But after adjusting to my surroundings in about 10 Mm -hmm. minutes, I was kind of fine with it. Yeah. So, uh, in 1994 in Brooklyn... We talked about subtext earlier with Wes Anderson, and I thought the subtext for this movie is that for the first 30... Well, besides the five minutes that Alex missed, uh, the first 30 minutes, I thought this was going to be a racial drama. <laughs> the whole time I was like, what is it? Uh, the black lady is disrespected at her job as a museum curator researcher or whatever. Uh the the one guy is uh, he can't get a job uh, with the, the he's trying to impress the little white man as a security guard sort of thing and I thought oh is that what they're doing for this and they don't really do anything with this like giant robot cars show up to distract us from the message of uh, racial equality except for one of them Optimus Prime who is racist against humans. Parker, <laughs> yeah, he is. You were doing a good impression earlier of how much he fucking hates humans. Look, I don't think any of us particularly like Transformers just as a whole. Correct. But uh, I guess I've seen more of it than you guys just because I've seen the Michael Bay movies. I've never imagined Optimus Prime as just a bloodthirsty monster <laughs> who will kill anyone to get back home. Because Jesus Christ, that's the entire movie is, hey, uh, they get their hands on this key, some backup, we should destroy it. I'll fucking kill you! And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> okay? I mean, that, yeah, that, that's probably a valid critique. Again, I wouldn't fucking know. 
I, I mean, it's just not what I imagined. I didn't imagine, oh yeah, it's like the le- leader of the Autobots decapitating the villain at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, hang on. I don't, I don't know if I have any robot voices on here. Let me try this. Reunite the Kiwis. That's too robotic. You probably don't want to use that, but also leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. Let me try this last one. Promise. I, I can see our subscriber count going down in real time. I fuck my dad. Now we're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know. I'm, I'll, we'll see which of those I want to use when I'm editing this. If I edit this. Okay, so uh, what happens now? So, th- despite the uh, the transwarp keys, uh, you know, signature, the, the little beeping thing that it gives out, I. Uh, they, they're not able to hide it from the terror cons. The terror cons come there, and the uh, museum uh, lady, she's trying to hide the, the key because she wants to, you know, see if she can find out where it's from. And then Noah Diaz, because he shepherds the animals, comes and he wants to I, steal it from her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I just want to say at this point, because there's not really room to say this later, yeah. I actually kind of think the human stuff in this movie works, like, way better than I expected it to. Which I think might be a big disconnect between me and you guys, so I think it's probably worth bringing up. Okay, so I'll say this: I don't think it, I don't think it flops necessarily, but I don't think there's a tremendous amount to it. I guess there's like little subtle. There's no depth. Yeah, there's there's no depth. But the first twenty minutes of setting up these characters, basically only to tell us, hey, these people are underdogs. They've had a hard life. Like. All right, cool. That's good enough. That's good characterization mm-hmm. done in a way that doesn't feel insulting. Yeah, well, and also I think, I think, I think the actor that plays the little kid is like who you guys are making fun of, justly so, is actually kind of good in this. I, I thought these characters in almost every other movie we've seen these kind of characters in, I feel like are horribly acted, and I kind of like these actors. Well, I tell you what, I look at it from the perspective of writing. And from the perspective of writing, perfectly fine. They talked a way that I feel like these characters would have talked in 1994 Brooklyn. As far as the kid goes, I, I got nothing positive or negative to say about him. He's just in the movie. If you like him, that's, that's great good. for a kid, though. Yeah. That's I, great for a kid. That's yeah. well above replacement level for child yeah, acting. I, I get, yeah, I guess he's all right. Um, uh,. What, what sticks out to me, and this is a real positive, although it's kind of a backhanded compliment, is this is so much better than Kate Yeager and Sam Witwicky. Because I keep thinking about yeah. like how bad it was in Transformers 4, the one that Parker made me watch, put a gun to my temple and said, watch it or else. That's right. Just how fucking awful all the acting and all the characterization and everything was in that. Yeah, I will take this in a heartbeat over that. I, no kidding. The, that's... That's obviously not what I was thinking of because I have not seen those movies and will never yeah, see those right, movies. Yeah. The characters that I was thinking about as comparison points for this are the dinosaur vet and the cut kid from the Jurassic World movies. <laughs> that, uh, actually, and I was thinking about the same thing too. So yeah. much, yeah. That's actually a really and good like, comparison because that's basically what these characters are. Yeah, but in this, they're like compelling and they talk like humans and. I kind of like having them around, and like, while I obviously won't care if anybody dies during the CGI shit fest third act, it's like, ah, oh, those guys. I hope they're okay. Yeah, uh, compelling is maybe a bit stronger than I would go personally. I will say that uh, I cared. I more, was on two gummies. I cared more about Jackson in Bloodsport than I did about anyone in this movie. But 
he's one of the greatest uh, characters in movie history. You know? Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> you have to understand. Yeah, now you've raised the bar too <laughs> exactly. high. Exactly. You have to understand Jackson versus Unicron. That's a fair fight. You know, I I can can you imagine like <laughs> they're, both, they're both very big. <laughs> I'm imagining all the all the specters at the Cupertino shaking their dollar bills, on the planet eating robot versus Jackson. <laughs> Parker, Parker, going across the globe to find the two halves of the taco to unite to summon Paco to the planet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just all these fucking establishing shots in space, where like from Paco's perspective, where you just the as Earth gets closer. I like the idea of uh, Unicron eating a planet. Paco, go, oh, what about seconds? <laughs> 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 so fat. <laughs> hey, remember in Transformers 4 when Kelsey Grammer went to talk to the robot assassin? I will never forget that part. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Two hours and 40 minutes. Jesus. That's the other reason that this is arguably the best Transformers movie ever made. Because <laughs> it's, it's just, pretty lean, it's just slightly considered. over two hours. All right, well... Uh, Shorter than Spider-Verse was. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the transwarp key puts out its uh, blue and pink signal to uh, other Transformers... <laughs> of the, to, sorry, to the Terrorcons, which has a robot bird. But the... Uh, yeah, but the Autobots have a Maximal that's also a robot bird, and it's voiced by Michelle Yeoh, who probably made more money on this than she ever did off everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> Good for her. This character needed subtitles. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand a fucking word the bird said. I understood the bird fairly well. Did I have trouble understanding? No, there was one I had trouble understanding. I think it was Peter Dinklage. I think I had... I'm surprised it... I'm surprised it wasn't Aquafina. <laughs> That's actually you all. Yeah, to be fair, God, get, yeah. don't wish that into existence. I can't imagine Aquafina with a dignified portrayal of any character. He said, "I just call the robot bird that, by the way, did not have feathers. It had hair." Uh, <laughs> bird was terrifying, dignified. dude. That's yeah. It was fuck. Yeah, that thing actually got scary. Like towards it, there wasn't even like a jump scare after it gets touched by Scourge. It's like, wherever Scourge touches you, it leaves a mark! And it, it fucking goes insane in the last act of the movie. You're just like, get me away from that. Put it down, snap its neck. Primal, primal. Man, Can we go get that one? full pitbull. <laughs> it so really good. does, yeah. Really makes you wonder why Scourge didn't just do that to all of them. Which, by the way, yeah. when the bird flies away and Optimus Primal starts chasing after it, did you guys also start thinking of that Baboon movie? <laughs> I just enjoy Scourge or the whole movie like oh my god he has so much of Unicron's dark power he's too powerful and then it's just like oh, I cut his head off didn't I yeah. oh well <laughs> movie's over yeah uh, just want to imagine what it was like when you came home and your wife was like, hey, Alex, how's the movie? You're like, oh, I took two edibles and experienced ego death as a screaming bird attacked a robot monkey. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, robot bird. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Not a real bird, a maximal. Yeah. So, with dark energy attacked in the maximal. So anyway, the uh, the terror cons, uh, they get the transwarp key and they bring it back to Unicron and... Uh, 
And Noah's just like, well, great. Now we're fucked. We just lost uh, our big MacGuffin. What are we supposed to do now? And Optimus probably go, no, uh, I think Arizor, which is the robot bird, says, <laughs> actually, that was only half the key. Cut to uh, Unicron going, what? <laughs> I should eat and just you torturing right his now. underlings for bringing half the keys. Really good. Yeah. He gives a real foghorn leg on us. <laughs> boy, I say, boy, you better get that transwarp key, son. <laughs> you guys are in big fucking trouble now. <laughs> I like how Robots we were talking about don't the listen. human characters. <laughs> we were talking about the human characters. The uh, the female character who exists solely to be in the movie and go, hey guys, I saw this once in Peru. And then they yeah. take her all the way to the end battle for her to use a computer, and then the computer blows up. She's like, uh, get him, hop to this. <laughs> Parker, I'm sorry, but you put this in my head. Uh, sees like a road between Dallas and Fort Worth. No curves. <laughs> I want to talk Bro, about... I don't want to be fucking started. I want to, get, I want to talk about RC. The, the only the only transform with lips. Why does it have lips? What, I, what dude, what? <laughs> I mean, are we including the giant plane transformer with a mustache? Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. my God, I forgot about him. <laughs> Holy shit. How could you possibly Hang on. forget? I, I did like, I guess Ooh. we should talk about uh, Pete Davidson as Mirage, the uh, the wise Kraken Transformer, the other one, uh, who's, who he says, like, forget it, I'll just walk to Peru. I got, I, I got the same feeling here that I did from Fast X. Poor Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is trying so hard, but in this, he's literally, he's just in a recording booth. You know, he doesn't, he can't see what's going on. He just has to try to riff based on nothing. There's no one else there. There's just a director that's in a room going, yeah, can we try that again? And he just has to, like, say the line. I kind of feel bad for him. I, you know, now that I know it's Pete Davidson, because I'm not a voice guy and I didn't know it was Pete Davidson, and also, like, why would I stay for the credits in this fucking movie? Uh... That explains why I didn't hate this character as much as I would in almost any right, other movie. Because yeah, yeah. it's it's just a, he's just a fucking walking quip bot, and this yeah. character's always annoying as shit. And like this one, like he got me like one in ten times with a hit, and like that's that's a great hit rate for a kids movie about robots punching each other. Yeah, that, I mean that's totally fine. I I didn't hate this character. I I did say I, I will say I, I I thought it was a little funny that uh, Optimus Prime got so annoyed with Bumblebee. I said, okay, no more movie quotes for you. Uh, which I have to agree I with. Also, I also getting a bit Thank much you. there. You know, appreciate it. Yeah, I have hated Bumblebee since the first fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I hate this goddamn gimmick in every single one of them. It's so annoying. Uh, you know I, I was gonna ask you this. I was gonna ask you this, Parker. Is uh-huh. Bumblebee like? Has he always been like the Poochie of Transformers, or is this like a new thing where they're like, "Oh, this character's good for the silver screen"? Because like, I never watched these cartoons. I never Me played with these toys. <laughs> I know nothing. You know way more than I do, though. I watched the know, Michael Bay ones. <laughs> all I know. I don't want to be the Transformers <laughs> expert, please. But you are, whether you want to be or not. All yeah. I know Damn about it. Transformers is from Optimus Prime's radio message in the cars in Fortnite. So. <laughs> in the that first Michael Bay one, when he crash lands to Earth, it fucks up his whatever robot voice box. So he just keeps turning the radio dial and communicating in songs, and it's the most annoying thing you've ever heard. And we just keep doing it. You guys love this, right? Well, you see, guys love the. Qu- hey, you recognize that that movie's from, right? You get that? Well, that's the thing. It's like one of the quotes was, uh, "You can't handle the truth from a few good men." Never heard that before. But the one that actually kind of pissed me off is 
I have come here to kick ass. And they, they remove the chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of public. You remove what made it funny. You know, you remove what made it unique. And as such, like, I, I kind of... Now you make me think about a better movie, and you shouldn't ever do that in your other movie. So, uh, no, I don't like Bumblebee, but Parker, you're the one who saw a standalone movie, and you said it was the best movie ever made. You said it was the new Sunset Boulevard, so... Parker was oh, born yeah. between 85 and 92, yeah, so that yeah, checks Parker, out. Parker, those were your exact words. <laughs> I will not be gaslit. You rizzed up <laughs> Bumblebee. You, you, beat, look at, you beat Bowser oh, in see, look, he's learning. points. So. <laughs> look at him go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, what happened to the plot? Okay, so uh, they go to Peru, and uh, I've got a great plan. Every we'll time you p- say Terracons. Yeah. <laughs> Kick my feet like a little toddler. They, they, well, they. When I say they, I mean the Autobots and the two humans and one of the uh, Maximals. I almost said Beastcon. Uh, they go to Peru. It's close enough. Man. <laughs> they, they go to Peru and uh, the Autobots. These giant. They're the. If anyone doesn't know what Transformers, they're these cars that transform into giant robots. They look down at Peru, which is having a whatever the Peruvian equivalent is of Dia de los Muertos. Uh, they have one of those big celebrations. And they're doing a bunch of folk dancing. A side note here. No matter what the culture, folk dancing is stupid. Uh, and they're looking uh, at that. And what the Transformers says, quite correctly, well, we'll never be able to infiltrate there. And they would say, wait, I'm human. They're human. Why don't I go in? And they say, no, it'll, you'll never. It's like, I'll learn something from you guys. I'll hide in plain sight. And they're like, oh, good idea. But before you go, put on this metal armlet that stands out like a sort of for all these people, like, hawking beads and dresses and shit. And he says, oh, bet and he goes in there turns out that thing is a fucking gun and he almost kills his friend with it uh anyway what happens oh yeah the terror cons come in again and uh <laughs> that's when scourge corrupts a Rizor, voiced by michelle no Yo. that's 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 a different part of the fight he uses unicorn gotta go into the tunnels dude to do that and uh but at, once they do that they escape into the forest and that's where they meet optimus primal and the other maximals Parker, name the Maximals. <laughs> I can't. Uh, How there's about this? Rhinox. Robot Cheetah. And there's, uh, there's, Chitara. Yeah, and, uh, Cheetah was named... Um, I'm close. I'm definitely close. He has to be close. Uh, actually, Cheetor. Cheeto it, Man? It was, it was Cheetor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> really, really stretching that one. I guess you got Cheetor that one. <laughs> and Rhinox. <laughs> Wait, there's another one in there. Uh, Boy, w- wouldn't it be cool to see a rhinoceros transformer running over a bunch of robots? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, there's a. <laughs> I for- we forgot about their special friend, Wheeljack, an Autobot oh. scientist and mechanic who transforms into a brown and white Volkswagen I... Type 2 panel bus. I did not forget this because I actually laughed when he called the kid racist. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And the kid almost roots it by saying, wait, how can you be racist against robots? And then thankfully they changed that scene. Parker. That, that was like I thought that was a good time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It was designed. I, I, maybe it was maybe it was my theater reaction, but with the four people in there, no one had any reaction. To uh, my theater got a lot of laughs. Really? I was a little bit oh, surprised man. for a ten fifteen p.m. Monday showing. Oh, my theater loved this movie. Well, to be fair, mine was uh, eleven fifteen on a Monday a.m. What so. in the fuck? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry the other grandpas didn't vibe Parker, with Transformers. Parker, 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 uh-huh, where is he? Is uh-huh, he okay? Yeah. okay, good. All right. Shake the keys. Parker, <laughs> uh, you're the Transformers expert, uh, and as such, you're Fuck. also the Maximal expert and the Terracon <laughs> expert. 
I can't, Wait, you think my family could afford Transformers, dude? It's got to be you. Yeah, also mine. I, didn't I have couldn't any. afford them either. So here's the thing. As rich boy over here, Mr. Living Large, uh, Donald Trump. That's because that no state crazy. income tax. So here's the thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Parker, can you tell me the name of the Terracon bird robot? Not with a gun to my head. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, In well, my Parker, notes, I wrote whoa, whoa, the Joker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Parker is I didn't canceled. know there were two birds. Parker's canceled. That was Nightbird, voiced by Michaela J. Rodriguez. Uh, now, Nightbird is obviously a Terracon ninja who transforms into a Nissan Skyline GTR R33. Now, Rodriguez is the first transgender actor to voice act in the franchise's history. Oh, sure. Okay. And she's cool. one of the bad guys. Got it. Yeah, which... Uh, <laughs> I like when Bugs Bunny dressed up as Nightbird for our boys in the 1940s. <laughs> By the way, I want to talk about RC, the lady robot with the fucking lips and shit. You've I, said that four times. Yeah. Just say it already, goddamn you. Yeah. Anyway, Tell our, me how hot she is. That, well, that, here's what gets me is I could. There wasn't really like. Um, uh, a consistent standard to how tall she was. I couldn't tell how big her feet were because when they were meeting in the warehouse together, she's clearly the shortest, but she also looks like she's like fucking nine feet tall, right? But she's also able to fit in the back seat of uh, which was the Mexican one, Wheeljack. She's able to fit in the back seat of Wheeljack and like ride along the side and shit. I don't know what they were going for for this. Parker, do you want to look at the Transformers wiki for RC? Hey, that me. reminds me no. of a question that I have about this character. Please do. So when when she drives into the warehouse, there's a dude riding her. And then the dude just poofs into thin air because she's a motorcycle. Well, that's the thing is apparently she is the rider and the motorcycle. All right, you just made that up. Parker, Parker is he lying? Split, it only takes two. <laughs> well, in that case, Parker, I guess. Parker. <laughs> I don't know, I'm the fucking expert. Let me just consult my grimoire here. Uh, that's probably a hologram or something. I don't know, man. Well, Parker, I looked up the voice actress. That is uh, uh, Lisa, Liza Koshi. And uh, she got her debut in Boo! A Madea Halloween. Our next episode. <laughs> okay. Everyone, everyone be cool. <sighs> So the movie ends. So what happens? Oh, we get a huge ba sprawling battle in a flat, brown, rocky land where no one oh, can get well, hurt. Oh, well, you say flat. Well, let's wow. Parker, they go to one of the Peruvian uh, ruins. So, you know, it has a lot of history, a lot of culture. You know, a lot goes into this. And they use it to make the giant robot machine cars fight each other with lasers. Uh, it's worth mentioning at this point that for the past like hour and twenty minutes of the movie, we've all been under the impression that Bumblebee is dead. Yeah, and well, this yeah, is the Bumblebee point. This is the point where we find out actually, if you lay him on these magic rocks and there's a sonic boom, he comes back to life. Yeah, they so uh, file that away. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole bunch of um, what, were the, what was the name, Alex? You said it a while. <laughs> what was the name of the people who were involved? Uh, <laughs> you thought it was oh, the temple, the, like those people? guys? Yeah, those uh, guys. I thought you meant what the material was called. No, it no, was no. the Amaru, yeah, or the apparently Amaru. just Mr. Amaru yeah. and family. Yeah, the Amaru family <laughs> clan is able to Amaru. revive him by going, hey, 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 and he revives, and he comes back, and they play an LL Cool J song while he uh, shoots the, oh, what kind of <laughs> You know, yeah, that'll look, happen. Yeah, it's, look, that part the on its own sucks. 
But uh, <laughs> that part happening in the middle of this shitty CGI fast 30 minute final battle made me go, man, where's this movie been for the last hour? Right, and yeah. A half? Uh, also, I'd that, rather watch this. That was like the first action that made me go, hey, that looks pretty cool. You know? Everything else up to that, like that whole the whole fighting scene with uh, Optimus Prime, not all, but just Prime, shooting a bunch of stuff, and RC, the, the car robot with the lips, just shooting stuff. It didn't even look that cool, but then Bumblebee shows up, and I'm reminded, like, oh, this looks cool for some reason, and then he just, like, equip when he lands. I mean, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give some free advice to all the Hollywood producers that are listening to this show. Uh, if you have robots fighting in your movie, give them swords, not guns. Also guns look right, stupid. Yeah. Swords look cool. Yeah. Also, all it's the guns literally that simple. Also, all the guns literally sounded like pew pew pew, and that's like it, it, your guns should. If their guns are that big, they should sound like God slamming his car door. You know. Uh, so we uh, we all wait, agree this Alex looks Alex. like shit, right? Yeah, but Alex, 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 wretched. The name of that uh, rattle trap cargo plane that flies him. I want to give you the name of that uh, Autobot. Stratosphere. Hell yeah, dude! Okay. Good for him. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just visually, I'm still stuck on them killing Bumblebee for an hour of the movie. Bumblebee, a character that is in the five movies that followed this one canonically. Yeah. Guys, is he gonna be okay? I hope B's okay. Yeah, Parker, is the Orson Welles one, did it come before this, or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the uh, same continuity. Uh, wiki, where is the cheesecake robot? <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize these were even part it's of the same timeline as the Michael Bay uh, ones. Well, I thought this was like their own it's thing. It's part like, of the multiverse. This is a movie that took lessons from across the Spider-Verse. So, See, uh, you're asking me if they're part of the same universe. The answer yeah. is... I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> it's possible because at the end of the last night, like Unicron's in the Earth or something, but that's like thirty years after this. Hey, man, you figure it out. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah, it's Transformers. Oh, by the way, there, uh, there's been a subtext here about like the fact that Noah Diaz could not. He's the human. He uh, couldn't get a job as a security guard because he doesn't know how to be a team player. You know how important that is. Uh, well, in this one, he <laughs> yeah, almost destroys the other half of the transwarp key because he's a registered Republican. And, you know, Pride Month is kind of fucking him in the ass. No offense. And uh, then he decides at the very end, after Mirage dies, sort of, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I should participate by becoming Cyborg from Justice League. Now, Alex, you slept through this. But uh, <laughs> is that who he's supposed to be? I mean, you convinced me. I don't, I don't know. know. He looks man. like him. As soon as he turns into an Iron Man suit, the disassociation. Yeah, I, I could have been there yeah. for three hours. Right. I wouldn't know the difference. I would. No, out. look. So that's the thing. Like this whole climactic scene sucks ass. Yeah. But I would like to highlight two things that it did that I actually thought were kind of okay, if not good. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, they make you look at these obscenely shiny transformers for two hours which like it's it sucks but it's like obviously a choice really helps you tell what's going on in this absolute nightmare battle yes, yes i can immediately pick them all out of the crowd and see what they're doing and like if you're gonna do this big you know melee of a final fight at least give me that give me something stylistically distinct also during the parts when they're fighting the big bad transform or bad guy whose name i just don't fucking remember you guys scourge scourge yeah yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he's when a they're fun of unicron yeah Obviously. yeah when the, when they're fighting with scourge when they're fighting <laughs> with scourge on top of the ship uh all of the fighting in the background that's out of focus is actually still taking place yeah and i thought 
I've been waiting for somebody to, to realize that that's an important thing you have to do in scenes like that for, what, 40 of these CGI Nightmare movies because they never fucking do it? And this stupid Transformers movie did. So good on you, people that made this. Now back to why this sucks. Oh, because it's ugly and nothing matters <laughs> no, no. in it. We <laughs> yeah, spent yeah, two exactly. hours getting to this point to be like, oh, don't worry, guys. A portal opened, which is an immediate checkout. As soon as I watch, dismissive. <laughs> if I'm watching a movie and the the third act, the final battle comes, and I hear the word portal, I'm changing the channel. I do not care. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Could not care less. Uh, Scourge is too powerful. He has too much dark energy or whatever thing they call it. Until all of a sudden he doesn't, and then he gets his fucking spinal cord and head ripped off like a predator. And then uh, yeah. a computer blows up or something. I don't know. Uh, Optimus tries to sacrifice himself, uh, and then he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. And then look, a portal look, closes, and they're like, ah, oh, Unicron's I, still out there if this makes money. I, uh, I Personally, I really liked during the scene when uh, Optimus Prime is almost getting sucked up into space. And uh, our hero Noah comes back to, to hold on to his axe while he's getting blown away. But only because it made me think of fucking Snorlax pulling ten Pokemon. <laughs> that was great. That was, they had a little fake out, like he was going to screw up, and then Optimus Prime was like, "I'm not dead yet," and he comes in and he saves the day. Uh, I wanna... You have not been rizzed up. <laughs> You've never been rizzed. Oh, uh, that's Henry Zhao's textbook. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he's more ripped than you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you could not pull ten Pokemon. Yes, I can. Gotta him. catch them all, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about perspective with this. Uh, I've seen a lot of movies at the Alamo, and I've realized now that the vast majority of them are R-rated. Now, I'm 33 years old, and I'm legally allowed to watch these movies, in case anyone's wondering. But For now. the Yeah, but one of, yeah until you know Sleepy Joe Biden takes effect with this communist bullshit. Now, the important thing here is that the previews that they show for R-rated movies are different from ones that they show for PG-13 movies. This movie, much like Across the Spider-Verse, has, is a PG-13. It has specific trailers that it will show that will not show for R-rated ones. Now, the good news here is I didn't get, and I'm going to this, the good news here is I didn't get the R-rated horror movie trips, which I get so often. I did not get the Boogeyman trope. Thank goodness. I'm sick of that shit. I uh, didn't get the, the last voyage of the Demeter. Didn't get the blackening. I was like, oh, this is great. Instead, I got, uh, Parker, I don't know, maybe you've seen this, the trailer for uh, that DreamWorks uh, Kraken movie, Junie B. Jones, uh, the Teenage Kraken or some shit. Wait, that's real? Dude, that not only is that real, but uh it looks like fucking dog shit. So I thought that was I thought that was a joke. Yeah, oh, shit. I, I didn't know that was a real movie. Yeah, it looks fucking horrible. Uh I got the trailer for Elemental. I want to see Elemental. I'm hoping that's good. The trailer's not very good. Well, yeah, you're the target audience. I am the target audience uh because I'm so smart and cool and handsome and people like me. Because you're in your 30s. Biggest, the biggest problem here is that the whole time I'm watching all these trailers, they are very obviously kid-oriented. And they even did for the Alamo. You know, the thing like, attention, this is a no-talking zone. If you talk, we're going to kick you out, etc. They did it in, like, a childish way. It's like, hey, remember, kids, tell your parents to silence those devices. And I kept thinking, it's like... Oh my god, Transformers Rise of the Shit is targeted to eight-year-olds. And so I tried to think about what it would be like if an eight-year-old was watching this. And 
By that, I, the only person I know is myself, my own perspective as an eight-year-old. If I was watching this, I would have said, first of all, sensory overload. Uh, second of all, I could beat that Game Boy game he's playing. And third of all, I like the scene where Bumblebee is coming down and shooting the Predacon scorpions, which is what they're called. Write that down. Before they hatch, <laughs> uh, you know, because, you know, that way you don't have to deal with them later. Uh, also, my body feels kind of funny around uh, RC. I don't know why that is. But most importantly... I can't really connect to a lot of these characters, you know? And not because they're black. But, uh... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll tell you what I connected to was the giant robot gorilla bashing at a robot's head with a big rock. Yeah, Never, that was that guy, that's <laughs> two stars out of me. Just let me tell you. Too late. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I missed the good part. I guess I gotta go back. Yeah, you gotta pay for another <laughs> ticket just to watch those five minutes and be like, God, they tricked me again. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking gaslighters. <laughs> Unfortunately, those mentalists got me. <laughs> uh, one, one thing uh, to your point about the perspective of an eight-year-old that has nothing to do with racism. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I really liked that this movie did that I think I've started to see more movies doing and I'm now going to pay more attention to it is... Uh, they used all their swears really early. Yes. Which uh, I feel like is great, you know, for the 10-year-old audience to be like, oh, no, we're watching a cool movie. There's going to be all sorts of swears after this. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't think about it. Yeah, I don't even think Because it's they... already in your brain. Yeah, I don't even think they dropped the F-bomb in this one. A couple shits, but they were early. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I heard at least one shit. Uh, I think I heard him go shoot at one point. So... Look, Somebody we... definitely says all fudge, which is a bummer. Right, but, yeah. Uh... <laughs> like, I guess good, we should, uh... Should we get to the ending here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, let's strap in, buddy. Yeah, a question I, was... I just want to pose real quick. Uh, you know, because Bumblebee's dead for, like, almost the entire movie. Is there... Is there an Autobot heaven? Was Bumblebee in heaven? Like, what, what did he see when he died? I what if they revived that. him and he just started screaming? I'm... What if Pete Davidson <laughs> he comes screaming back and he's playing Joel Austin audio? <laughs> no, he's playing Paul Walker on. He's coming back. He's <laughs> riding down like a Valkyrie. Can you imagine Paul if Walker's only. in the car, too? <laughs> I'll watch the skies. <laughs> you watch the roads. <laughs> I'm going home with him. Oh my god, Optimus. <laughs> Please, no, get out of the portal. <laughs> anyway, uh, the uh, the museum curator, uh, researcher, she gets a TV interview. Cool. I guess that's all she needed. Glad you were a character. And, uh, awesome. And Noah Diaz uh, is interviewing for, I guess, assistant junior uh, intern to the security guards. But, turns out, this guy knows more about him than he thinks he does. Also, for for those at home, this guy is Doug Stamper from House of Cards. Yeah, he's going to give him the stamps. And the guy's like, "Oh, we seen you in Peru." I like the idea of like there's a sh you shift the angle a bit. There's like one guy from the CIA watching all these transformers fight each other, going, "Whoa!" <laughs> because I can't, <laughs> I, I genuinely can't help but think about there's so many scenes of these transformers who are very clearly in public eye and they could not have hidden themselves at all. Like, especially when Stratosphere, he's a flying plane transformer, just crash lands into the ground like no one could have possibly been. 
<laughs> oh, speaking of planes and crashing, uh, oh, shout out to the Twin Towers in this movie. Oh, right, yeah. I, I oh, like that show, the Twin <laughs> Towers, and it's real good. 1994. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, these movies have like 29-11s happen every movie, and yeah. no one's ever like, you guys see that fucked up thing that happened yesterday? Instead, it's just some dude in a suit, like, off on a cliffside with binoculars. They're like, yes, get him. I can't stop thinking about them trying to avert 9-11 by just, like, form tackling the plane before it hits the towers and instead killing even more people. (laughs) Optimus Trump, I'm trying to, like, line him up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking fucking Jeff Heathing the fucking airplane. (laughs) Should have wrapped him up. (laughs) You went for the big hit, and now look at you. Jim Leonard on the play. That's 2,000 Americans down. (laughs) (laughs) Why Jim Leonard? (laughs) I was thinking about Adam Johnson. (laughs) I like him. All right, well, let's talk about G.I. Joe. (laughs) Oh. Well, so yeah, Doug yeah. Stamper shows up. He's like, hey, remember your brother with sickle cell? Well, as a thanks for saving the world. The U.S. government's going to pay for his health care. Yeah. That's that's what it gets. Yeah. <laughs> the Good earth now rats. exists, and this kid can get his cancer treatment. You saved all is right in the world. And now we're going to pay for all of his treatments, and we won't turn away just because he's uh, because he's uh, because of the outstanding bill payments. And if like, you would help Optimus your... Prime, we will turn your kid's trans and pay for it. Wake up, sheep. <laughs> we will get your kid the gender-affirming care that he needs. Like, no, my kid's hand just hurts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I got the cure for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> An appendectomy. <laughs> what is tuck underwear? I don't understand. <laughs> Take me back to Cybertron. <laughs> How many flags will you hang from the White House? How many fucking colors are on this one? <laughs> he doesn't. He's doing his best. Yeah. Optimus Prime's an ally. Bumblebee, like, finding the right audience. Is there one for people who fuck cars? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's revealed as like, yeah, it's a uh, GI Joe. You're good with electronics, right? Which, by the way, that was a, like a Schrodinger's thing they never really fulfilled. It was like, yeah, you're really good with the electronics, and I guess the only way that they fulfill it is like when he puts on the armlet to become Mega Man at the end of the movie. Uh, even that's it. stretch. Yeah, I know it is a stretch. I'm trying to do the best here for well, these writers. They didn't well, even do it. You were able to help well, me steal as, cable. As the, as, the tells, <laughs> as the movie tells us, and I quote, "We're not robots. We're aliens." You know, fucking. That explains I appreciated it. Make yeah. this as dumb as possible for yeah. me. I mean, that's the thing. I about graduated it. from Yardale with a 4.0 grade point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, and that's the thing that gets me about Transformers. If you want to bring it back to like all Transformers, period. There's no way you can tell the story seriously. I mean, they're they're giant cars that transform into robots that also can become birds with hair on them, and they speak <laughs> English. Like you're not gonna well, be able most to, of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah, you're not gonna be able to like tell this in like a in a cogent way. But like, I, I don't know. I guess I guess have fun with it. That being said, there's not. You know, this is maybe the best Transformers movie I've ever seen. Uh, in the sense that it's aggressively mediocre. 
but I have to admit, I kind of found myself wishing for more dumb shit. Like, I was thinking of uh, Transformers the movie, the one that killed Orson Welles. That had a weird Al song in the middle of it. And Parker, you tell me the, the second Transformers movie has one where Sam Witwicky has sex with a Transformer. I still don't know what you mean by that, but... Awesome. Yeah, well... <laughs> what the hell is a Sam Witwicky? Oh, well, he's like a Kate Yeager, but... That also means nothing to me. Oh, Kate Yeager was played by uh, Mark Wahlberg, which, by the way, shout out to that little mention this movie. Did you know that Marky Mark is going to leave the Funky Bunch? That did not feel Got like me. an ad-lib to me. Got me. That's for goddamn sure. No. <laughs> Texan inventor Mark Wahlberg. oh god can we just uh G.I. Joe is fucking stupid and will never ever work correct that's that's the flag I plant like Transformers sucks but like theoretically you should be able to do something with it G.I. Joe's fucking stupid I'll never understand it sorry you grew up in a bad decade G.I. Joe's dumb as fuck quit trying to make it happen just because a bunch of 40 year olds grew up with those toys it sucks it's dumb it's it's never gonna work more That's than how I feel transformers. <laughs> like transformers are dumber than shit but like just in theory uh these robots transform and they had a four on their home planet you're like i could i could co-sign on that yeah what, what the fuck is what the fuck is gi joe like, stupid i will never ever understand it risor is on machete squad Oh wow, you have a tank. I have a Megazord, you fucking loser. Like, <laughs> sorry. He <laughs> sucked ass for kids. Alright, what are we doing next week? That's a very good question that I was not prepared for. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's the right call. Let's stop recording. Terror cons. <laughs> oh, no! That's the tea, sis.